There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Forever. Dog. Look, man. Bear. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. Sorry, I was a little shaken because Bowen, I, for the first time, verbally counted down. I couldn't believe it as the... The phonation was happening. You were like, three, two, two one. one. Like it was a damn uh, Janet Jackson all for you music video. The, is there does. any counting down in that? Four. Or did I she make that? Four, three, three two, two, one. one. Oh my God, what iconic culture. That's actually rule culture. culture number eight. Four, three, three two, one. one. That fucking music video where she's in that futuristic subway station. Honey. Do you know what I'm talking about? Abs- Do I know what you're talking about? Her Absolutely. abs in that video insane that was actually at the time really a rebirth of janet absolutely and it was right when i moved to the u.s from Mm -hmm. canada and i grew up famously grew up without cable and i was at a sleepover with a bunch of boys and we stayed up and watched mtv all night and that video came on and that was that was a culture that made me think culture was for me because it was a culture but then that was also like this is classic queer narrative Mm -hmm. young queer narrative where you're at a sleepover Yes. With your with your gender, let's say. Uh-huh. For first this game. Of course, gender only. Gender only. Yeah. And then you gender exclusive. Gender exclusive slumber parties were huge culture huge in the late culture 90s. Culture in the late nineties. Yeah. But then that video came on with 2000, 2001, and mm-hmm. I just remember being everyone was like, She's so hot. And I was like, Yeah, yeah. but also 
What, 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 what else is that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What else? What else? It's, it's, it's the UCB thing of, if this, <laughs> this is, is true, true what, what else, else is true? true? It's actually Rule of Culture number 16. <laughs> it's, it's the, the UCB, UCB thing of, if this is true, what, what else is true? And I love saying that like a damn drag queen. <laughs> um, speaking of... Play to the top of your intelligence. Oh, uh, honey. Yes, and... <laughs> um, so basically, honey, let me say, honey. It's, it's actually no surprise that we're talking about this sort of late 90s yes. cult. Because I will say, last night at the event, mm. and by the event, of course, me and Seek Culture Live, we're, we're recording this the day after, yes. we performed a song called To Become One, to Become One. by the Spice Girls, yes. by One the Spice Girls, or by Five the Spice Girls. Written by Emma Bunton. She did not. I was just told today that Emma wrote that song. Are Baby, you kidding Baby me? Spice wrote that song. Wow. I, there's no way to verify it, but... There is literally no, no way, way to verify <laughs> who wrote this song. It's lost to the sands of time. Yes, we'll yes. never know. It's 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 in, it's ancient knowledge. Yes. But, wow. And actually, that would make a lot of sense to me because I did hear... I do think it's Spice Girls culture that they did write a lot of their songs. Yes. And also, that song iconically has that like little like last verse which is like be a little bit wiser baby put, put it, it on, on put, put it, it on. on because the Spice Girls were all about they were ahead of their time they were about feminism yes. they were about girl power supporting each other yes. individuality and they were also about safe sex Honey, and they were about calling a black person scary. No, <laughs> I think they bravely called her scary because she no, did she, have no. the scary energy, and they said we're not going to shy away from the fact. Also, that they did not coin their own names. It was this journalist who gave them all those names. You're kidding? You didn't know this? No. Oh, yeah, it was a journalist. Like they just come out with the video. I think Wannabe had just come out, and then this uh, music journalist in in the UK like assigned them the names, just like kind of like okay. Well, now I don't love that. Really, but then, but then they like owned it. They like took those titles and like really like. I think that life. I think that they were all aptly named, and also I really loved discovering last night at the event. Mm-hmm. Of course, by the event I mean Sea Culture Live. That me, you, Pat, Cat, and of course one of our new sister Ben Platt, all have Identities. each occupying a different Spice Girl energy. Yes, you being Posh Spice. I was Posh. Okay. You are absolutely Posh. I think, but isn't I feel like cat also could occupy. Cat is ginger spice. And oh, that's cat's just, ginger, that's absolutely. Culture. That's culture. And of course, Pat is sporty spice. You are. I am scary spice. Scary spice. And, and Ben is Ben baby Platt spice. is baby spice absolutely. because Ben Platt is of course uh, 15, fifteen, which we saw in Dear Evan Hansen. Absolutely, that was a huge part of the performance was his being fifteen. And you break your arm when you're fifteen. Yes, and he had a broken arm in the show, <laughs> mm-hmm. and for him to have a broken arm for a year and a half. Was really. Oh, we didn't ask him about that. I was like, "What was it like getting in that damn cast every day?" That's oh. like that's like Alpha and the green makeup. That's like only oh, that role. Iconic, only that role. <laughs> and you know what? Iconic. And we'll have to we'll have to ask um, him when we have him again. But you know who I'm very curious if they've ever broken a bone. Our damn guest. Our guest. And and, and it's, but also to tie it back to um you know early millennial or uh, uh, culture. She's wearing a damn shirt mm-hmm. with Hillary Duff. <gasps> Metamorphosis. The Metamorphosis Tour, 2003-2004. This actually is huge culture. And you know what? I, I'm very excited when we do... Well, so at, this is a little BTS. At the end of the podcast recording, we do a picture. Yes. And I'm so happy that this shirt is going to have a place on, on my grid, your grid, her grid. We hope her grid. We hope her grid. We always hope we the grid posts We to don't the grid. ever expect people to post to me. No but. expectations about the grid. But if you want to post to the grid, you're more than welcome. But it's not a requirement. Helps with the traffic. It absolutely helps. Helps with the heads. But there's no gun to your head. Sorry about the phrase. I only say it because it's a wives' tale. I understand. It's a wives' sensitivity. tale. Sensitivity. It's an old wives' tale, that phrase. 
you know, Touchday rule of culture. Gun to my, my head, head is an old, old wives' tale. tale. That's rule of culture number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, but you know, um, we're so excited. She's so goddamn funny. I she did a set. Stan. She did a set at a show recently that I was at. Truly, truly brought the house down. Mm-hmm. Has a joke that I have to quote back to her mm-hmm. that I've been thinking about since it came out of her mouth. Now's now's the moment. Well, I'll do. It, I'll, I'll bring her in. Oh, and you want to quote it back yes. to her? Of course, because she's not here yet. She's not here yet. Well, she's, we can see we her shirt, to, but she's not. She's not. Um, the invocation. We're, we're the invocation is happening now. Exactly. She's not present yet, but. Right. Um, Chose uh, a, dra- a show, drag his ass. Yeah. Chelsea Music Hall monthly. Uh, monthly. It's gonna come back in 2020. I can't mm-hmm. wait. It's so, returning in so 2020, just like Adele. Just like Adele. And um, also, you can see her at the Comedy Hub in Houston, mm. Texas, honey, on December 13th and 14th, where Please she's gonna be out. doing um, some gigs. Mm. And uh, truly, just following this person is well worth your time. So you can see their grid. Who knows? You might even see a picture of the two of us and the Hillary Duff shirt in it if she chooses to post to the if grid. And again, chooses. this is not, it's merely encouragement. It's not mandated. Right. Um, but we're so excited she's here. Please welcome into your ears Mary Beth Barone. Oh my God. Oh my God. This can is I... such a huge moment for me. Stop it. No, no. you don't even know. I told Bo in this at the show, uh-huh. but I had I used to have a goals wall. It's now defunct, but I had a goals <laughs> oh, wall no. because I, it was it was holding me back. It yeah. ended up yeah. holding me back. But I had a goals wall with post-its of all my goals. It was like short term, medium term, long term, lost culture so <gasps> on the wall. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm we not trying to gas wall? you up, but it is true. That's well, so just nice. being honest. That is too kind. And also, honestly, if I were to make a goals wall now, I think it would just be a large picture of you. <laughs> honestly, because it's comedically, uh, aesthetically, all of it's vibe-wise, vibe-wise. I was like sometimes. Sometimes I do look up to up at you on stage and I will find myself whispering underneath my breath goals. Goals. I was like, <gasps> sometimes I'll just be it. like, goals, goals, goals. She's got it. And I it was a happy moment when I ran into you outside. That was beautiful. That was yeah. beautiful. That and you two were just squawking, squawking, squawking all the way up here. Did not let Emma get a word in edgewise to tell you that unofficial expert was recording in here <laughs> yeah, before. We did yeah, not. no, actually, we did just truly barge into the room and unofficial expert was recording. And I was I, I feel very sad about the, our, our energy coming in that we um honestly kind of I guess bum rushed the energy, but also, yes. honey, get here on time and then you can be fucking out of here because you know they weren't scheduled oh. Oh, oh. to run over. Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, wow, wow. Um, when Mary Beth is coming in, you make room. You make room. Thank I have you. to quote this joke back to you. Do you know, okay. what, do you know what I'm going to say back? I don't know which one. Um, you talk about how you're bisexual and you're like, I don't think I identify as queer because um, my hair is too clean. My hair just smells too good. <laughs> what is it? What is it? The joke is that I'm bisexual. I wanted to call myself queer, but they said I can't because my hair's too clean. <laughs> I think that's so. That's such a good joke. Yeah, it's it's gonna good. get me canceled. No, it won't. No, here's no. because here's what it is. I thought about it. you know why. You know why I love that fucking joke is because and why it's not problematic. It's it's that it's like. It's a joke about presentation. It's a joke about queer presentation. And it's like, yeah, like the people who call themselves queer like have fucking gunk in there. <laughs> also, not for nothing, but it's also a- I, Myself included. I'm dunking on myself. Right. Well, I mean, I, I've, I've recently come to the whole realization of, oh, you don't have to wash your hair every day. I've been, I've been that freako who washes my hair with shampoo and conditioner every day, sometimes twice a day. Dries and it that's out. literally the worst twice thing you could do. Twice a day? It's worse, than, worse than jumping off a bridge. It worse, is. Worse for your hair. Worse for your <laughs> <laughs> jumping off a bridge. Absolutely. Um, but what I love about, one of my favorite things about you is that you have such a strong point of view. 
yes. in your comedy and you, you have a persona that you really and I feel like that joke is like and completely sorry to be at UCB but on game on your Thank persona you. yes, yes. and to be on game in 2020 <laughs> to be you on game to be. you have to be you have no choice not to you have no choice because <laughs> then someone will be like well that person didn't take a UCB class they did not go through the curriculum they did I went not. to 401 and then advanced study uh, honey did you do did you do the whole thing the whole I gamut did. Got yeah. it. How do I was thinking about that this morning I was like you know I a part of me kind of wishes that I had like gotten onto some team. You because you and Catherine, you last night at Sea Culture, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh Matt, Cat, Pat, all got all the way up to house teams. And Kat I was, like, was on a team. She was, on a was actually. Team. We were on Mod at the same time. Oh, this is Maude. like this okay. is like yeah. the old the Catherine of of old. I saw my yeah. first Mod night. I saw you. <gasps> oh really? You guys did a mermaid sketch, and I was like, uh, it was something oh about like figuring out why mermaids are hot or something. <laughs> I have no idea. And but someone that sounds came very out mod. on a rolling thing, like wearing a mermaid tail, and I turned to my friend and I was like, wait, that guy's hot, and she was like, gay, and I was like, tragic. You were talking about oh, her, me? About you? Wow, that's so kind. Yeah. Um, but to be called hot on the UCB stage actually is huge because I was once in the audience and looking up at at people and being like, you know, when you get like a little show crush, it's usually for me how they look in pants oh 100%. yeah I, I will sometimes get horny while watching shows because actually in the book in the handbook you're in not allowed handbook. to wear shorts yeah exactly uh, did they, they say that close wrote that yeah <laughs> yeah great cool <laughs> and we have no choice but to honor him I yeah we, have no, no, we actually have no choice did you hear him. about the del close movie Oh no no no! I thought it was yeah. not being made. Is it still no, being made? It's being made. Well, actually, it's a. I believe it's a. There it's were called, multiple movies. This is literally confirmed. Mogul Guru K. Cannon is directing Great. a film called Del and Sharna, and oh, it's going to be about the origins of mm. improv as we know it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. The film that we never knew we needed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, if it means like an improv revival, then great. I miss sure. that every now and then. Do I really? Do, I really do. Yeah. I miss the culture of like. Just why? Because there is something fun about something completely disposable, and like, there's no hmm. thread to follow with this. It's not like you do like, like a, a like a stand up show that has like a specific premise to, to it, and then you like yeah. mine material out of that. There's, it's it's nothing. It's just you do it. It's trash. It's worthless. Everyone's on the same page about how this is all. You believe it for the moment, and that's it. Yeah, I, I, say, I kind of miss it. I will say there is something very. There was something always very fun and always like blew me away. I don't know about you guys, but about people just coming up with that We're shit. So oh good my at god! It. Yeah. No, it it truly blew my mind. Every yeah. time I would see like a weekend team just absolutely knock it out of the park, mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. "This is actually like magic." It's magic. Mm-hmm. It is magic. The people who are, when it, the people who are so good at it are geniuses. Yeah, and then but but I will say like I am very happy that like I'm not very happy, but it does. It's pleasing to me in my career <laughs> that it's sort of like expanded out into doing other things and like comedy sure, and stuff sure. in New York because I felt for a while, and I don't know how you guys felt, but I struggled with like the UCB sort of improv thing. Me like too. the the Herald. Yeah. I just didn't connect with me. I just but I knew I wasn't bad at this. But to for that to be like, well, if you're not good at this, like this is like it's like very hard it's to succeed. End of the road for you. It's yeah. the end of the yeah. road. Oh. It's gonna be a no from me, dog. <laughs> exactly. Um I felt very like, oh no. And like sketch wasn't like popping at, like I feel like when we were like all kind of like watching it. And mm-hmm. now I feel like it's flipped. Mm-hmm. I feel like improv is kind of like having a lull right now. Yeah, and it's all about sketch. It's, it's all, all about, about well, you know. Also, like they sketch on TV is like back. Yeah, I know in Ast- a big way. Astronomy Club, Black Lady Sketch Show, and I think you should leave. I think you like, should. Oh my god! Like yes. there's like oh, so that much. Show. That was so fucking so good. good. That show talk about blowing me away. Yeah. I mean, just hits on hits. Hits, hits on, on hits. hits. I 
awkwardly, and I do regret this. I will no, regret this till my on. dying breath. <laughs> I awkwardly approached Tim Robinson at the Comedy Central Emmy party uh-huh. and was like, I just wanted you to know that your show, like, I think it really, like, changed comedy. Yes. And he was so caught off guard by my, like, brazenness <laughs> and boldness. I He just, I, he did not know how to, like, process it. Are you sure? Tim Robinson, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I should have just waited to be introduced by someone, but no. I, I didn't. Hey, I just want you to know I me. think your show changed comedy. And that's like, oh my God, this has been the most overwhelming here at the thing I hear at the Emmys. <laughs> it was a pre-Emmy party, but it was it was I regret it. No, don't regret it. And I, I feel like he's the nicest, nicest person. Okay. So I feel okay. like he's not like he didn't walk away from that being like, oh my God, who is that? Yeah. Who is that like gorgeous woman who just came up to me and complimented my show? How dare she? How dare she? Never again. Never again. How dare she be kind and approach me? And approach she me. She approached me at this party. I'm around my peers. She this co- is the Emmys. She approached me. She approached is the title of that. She approached me. me. <laughs> um, well, honestly, I I am happy about the sketch moment, and I can also say. Um, so Game Show was sharing a floor mm. with the Black Lady Sketch Show because they are coming back to write their second season and the vibes are very good. And, and that office, in that yes, room. Yes, in the office, in the room. So I think we can look forward to a very good season. And also I'll tell you who I stand now, who I always liked. Robin. But I, I Robin. love Miss Robin. Oh, she's great. She's good energy. She's, she's going to be on Game Show. I, I, I ran into her in the hallway. I don't think she knew who I was. I was like, hello. And then I just, just kept walking. She is. She's very, 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 she's very so good funny. energy. Yeah. And I, I, so I'm happy about, I'm happy about Sketch. I'm happy about that there's diversity in Sketch. Because that is another thing is it's like, like when at the time coming, I, I look back at the stuff that I used to create when I, when we were all kind of like in that system and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that wasn't my voice. So I th- feel like, because you're trying to fit in with the boys, if if it oh, as the it were, boys. yeah, the boys you're always trying to fit in with the boys. the boys. Yeah, it's a it's a pressure. <laughs> and now you don't have to. And now, guess what? I'm the boys. You're the boys. Oh <gasps> no! It's come full circle. <laughs> it's come full circle. Well, I was always a, the thing about me is I was always technically a boy, right? Uh-huh. But 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 it's hard. It's hard <laughs> when there's people that are just a little bit more boys. Yeah, sure. But you know now you've mean? reached that pinnacle. I've reached that pinnacle. Of and I'm being... excited to see what comes next. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the boys turn into the men. The boys I don't turn know. into the men. I don't we, know. And we don't know. We, we don't, don't know. know. What is, were you, were you like around the annoyance when it was a thing? Not really. Yeah. I mean, I had a crush on some people that were on teams there. So yeah, I did go sure. one Great. time. Yeah. Name names, name names. Uh, I yeah. can if you want. Wait, really? <laughs> Let's do it. I love naming names. Name names. Oh my God, oh, wait. Hold on, we're gonna name names. We're gonna name names. I and mean, if you name names, then we we can name I'll names. Name names. Okay, I'll name I mean, names. my crushes at the annoyance were obviously Carmen Christopher, yeah. John Reynolds, mm-hmm. Matt Baratz. Yeah, uh, that, those are the three. Trifecta. Trifecta. They I were mean, crushworthy. Crushworthy. So I remember I went one time and I just thought it was, well, it wasn't nice. Let's no, just it's, call it's, a spade a spade. No, the, the annoyance, the annoyance was nice. the annoyance. It, it was definitely nice. a basement in Brooklyn. It was self aware sure. of the gritty charm it had. Yes. Yeah, let's just say that. Yes. Yeah. It had it smelled like rat. But and the, sometimes there there would be rats. But rat. it, I, mm-hmm. I did feel a sense of community around us all being us all being on the same page about okay. Right. Even like up to Annie Donnelly and Phil Mark, we were all like, Yeah, like this is like gross space. Yeah. yeah. But thank yeah. you for bringing <laughs> us together. Yeah. It's gross, but also thank you. <laughs> also thank you. And <laughs> it showed me some performers I wouldn't have otherwise seen. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. The first time I saw them was at Kaching Kaching Kaching, a um, late night show Thursdays at UCB East. Yes. May she rest in peace. May she rest. And I remember just being like, Okay, hot guys in con- the boys. <laughs> yeah, they the boys. were the boys. They were the boys. See, that's the thing, is it's like you essentially are powerless to men 
men who are attractive and then when all they when they are funny and oh it, my it, God. it unfortunately is overwhelming. Oh my don't get me I mean if we want to name names it's it, yeah. the, the, this has been this will be my legacy is just hooking up with comedians. That's great. <laughs> Honestly I wish is I it? No no cuz I feel like you can <laughs> Is it? Hooking up with comedians is dicey unless if you don't have the proper like coping mechanisms around yeah. it. Which now I do cuz I'm in therapy. So it's fine. Right exactly. Yeah. But it's so it was frustrating as a gay man to want to get your nut so badly yeah. with some of these straight male comedians. And then afterwards you're like, why, why, why? But there are so many hot gay comedians now. And can I tell you, I'm thankful for that visibility as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> oh. gay comedians. Thank you for taking to the stage so I can see how you look in jeans up there. And That's we can nice. objectify you equally. Absolutely. Equally. I'll objectify a gay male comedian. Absolutely. Nothing yeah. will stop me from doing that. We can all see Mateo Lane. Oh, honey. Absolutely. We, we can, can all see him. I okay. I'm, I'll name names. Just, oh, just, just name, to make this fair. name names. Annoyance people. We're saying annoyance people. No, yeah. anyone, anyone, anyone from the from from that time. For anyone that you watched as someone who was coming up that you were like, I have a crush on. That oh, person. okay. Uh, easy, easy, easy. When I just moved to New York, like 2008, that was like for me, like Ask Cat was like everything. In the oh world. yeah, oh yeah. So Jason Manzukis, I was like, oh my that. god, for sure, for sure, like, for sure. For this sure. man is the hottest person I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, and then truly, um. Had a little crush on Bobby Moynihan too when he was Real? on stage. Oh, yeah. I was like, he's so Great energy. adorable and charming and 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 like sexy. Mm -hmm. And then okay, and then and then I'm just gonna skip straight to annoyance. John Reynolds, of course. Carmen, John Reynolds, of course. of course. Carm, of course. Ryan Douglas, tech at the annoyance who would tech uh, oh, like Homo High. For I us. remember Deep him. Cut. Yes. Deep cut. But he's he he is just the most sensitive. Beautiful straight man mm -hmm. who was so kind and so patient with us. We were just these squawking gay men every yeah. every week. Lake but, Home, Ohio, what an era. What an era. But he was like, he was like kind of, he had like a queer brain. You know what yeah, I'm saying? He had a queer he brain. He had like a, a gay little brain. Straight man with a queer brain. You can't Powerless against me that. Up. Powerless. Powerless against that. An ally of ally. Capital A ally. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's it. And then with the gays, like, I, I had crush, I had a crush on every boy. Like, truly, like, like, Teen Girl Squad like had a crush on every boy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think we're all could, boy crazy here. We're all boy crazy, yeah. but couldn't yeah. can never act Finally, on it. Finally, I found my people. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, we're not here to like yuck that at all. But I, I just like couldn't. I never acted on it because I, I had been burned before. Sam Taggart and I had a, had a whole saga where I was like, I'm in love with you, and he was like, I'm so sorry, I don't know what to say mm -hmm, to that. And mm -hmm. then we stopped talking for six months, and then we like we're friends again. You needed the space. We needed the space. And then now we're better friends than ever. Yeah. I mean, this is this, life is long. Life is long. Things happen. I'm trying to think, who who did I like absolutely have a crush on? Honestly, I will say, I saw Thomas Middleditch do some oh. stuff oh back in the day where I was just like, this man is a magician. And it was fully <laughs> the hottest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember, I'll never forget, like watching an old show. Oh, where, Josh Rubin. Sorry. And Josh Rubin. Sorry. Well, and I will also say, I literally took Brandon Gardner's 201 because I was in love with him. His arms. Wait. Oh. Wait. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> he was. Yeah. 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 A yeah. hundred. Yeah. hundred. And then um, honestly, I, like he had that something like quiet, like improv sensei energy yes. where I was just like, you are hot. Yeah. And I couldn't actually perform in his class because I, was I actually had such class. a crush on him. And then I remember he he would do the thing where he was like selecting students to make like little indie teams. Oh god. And I remember he picked, Wait, never mind. He picked <laughs> he picked Sudi to be on one of his indie teams and he did not I, I was not graced That's with funny. this. And oh. I was just like, well he doesn't like me. Damn. He doesn't have a crush on me the way I that boy doesn't like me the way I like him. Was it indie teams or advanced studies? He would just Oh he would just like make indie Well teams? this was a thing. It was like you know like when I think when some teachers would like see that there was talent in their classes they would say hey you should actually do oh, this because yeah, you could yeah, be yeah. on a team and be good at it but re regardless like I remember Middleditch 
I, I talk about this all the time. I saw him do a scene with Frank Gillespie where they played the sun and the moon. And I was just like, these people are the best at this I've ever seen. And yeah. I've just, just the thing, the worlds that Middle Ditch would create. Yeah, no yeah. surprise to me yeah. that he has gone on to the success he has. And also the thing about, the thing that I miss so much about the UCB Chelsea space is it was able to create amazing actors, I think, mm. because the space was so small. And the seats were close to the stage. That you could do something really small and it would mm -hmm. get a reaction. Yeah. And so no performer that was was there thought like, oh, I have to really do too much. Like right. They were encouraged to make those little small things. Yes. And I think that's why it's created such... And those Incredible are actors. people who are good actors on camera because mm -hmm. you don't have to be big. No. You know what I mean? Yes. But that's not the – the new space does not have that advantage. No, it does not. It's kind of just – it encourages a different kind of performance, a very big performance. I sometimes wonder if I was on a team there now if I'd do better because I, mm. I, I, I'm a, I struggle with being too big sometimes. Me too. Me too. Me too. But listen, it's never not a bad thing to have energy. It's not a bad thing. But also, you, what I love about you is you are in control of you. The Mary Beth Barone vibe is you come to me. But the Mary Beth Barone vibe. This is what's so stunning is that it's 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 on one. It's consistent the entire time. There's no like every now and then there'll be like a little flare up. It's mm. beautiful. It's all intentional. It's you're in control of it. But I'm just like that takes patience mm. and that takes practice and that takes like discipline. And I admire that. Thank you. Yeah. It's definitely I've I've wavered on it in certain moments to be like, well, I could just be like big and just like tell hacky jokes right. and have an amazing career. You know, <laughs> I think we all, I don't know about you guys, but I think for me as a woman, I could just do the expected and like everything would work out. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I've chosen to do me. And I don't want to be like, oh, the way I've chosen is so hard. No, it's, no, that's no, not no, how no, I feel. No, no, no. It's just like, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, this is what I chose. Yeah. And this is what I'm doing. Uh, but I do, you know, it's it's been pretty consistent, I would say, since the beginning, because it's truly like me on stage and off stage are not that different. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, but it's yeah, it's I've I've definitely found in the last like year that I've I think I've like hit my sweet spot with mm -hmm. performing on stage and that feels really good. I'm sure I'll get better, of course, but it's it's I feel like good about where I'm at. Yeah, That's great. you've been Which popping nice. off. I feel. Thank you. Uh, who, who do you who do you like when you were growing up? Like we'll ask you the the actual question, but like who were your like comedic influences? I'm curious. As a kid, as like growing up, like who were you like? It, I feel like something about that is is right mm -hmm. well i have five older siblings mm. oh. and three brothers two sisters uh -huh. so i feel like i was exposed to a lot of like more mature yeah. yes. culture as yes. a kid i mean i still had my like mary kate and ashley spice girls hillary duff those were all like points of entry you had but, your moment yeah, yeah but then i mean we always watched a lot of comedy central we watched mm. a lot of chris farley movies mm -hmm. my dad loved comedy so we would listen to like steve martin records mm. we watched i don't know we would watch a lot of old snl yeah like i think those things were really important as a kid, just absorbing it and not even yeah. really knowing that. Yeah. And then, you know, I remember, and my mom will deny this probably. Actually, she might not. But <laughs> when I was little, she was like, Ugh, female comedians, they just, all they do is talk about their periods. They're just not funny. Uh, oh. And I never forgot that because, oh. I mean, it's just such an insane thought to have. But I, so now I don't really do period jokes. And that, your like, mom so, is Eliza Schlesinger? <laughs> your mom's Eliza? <laughs> My mom is Eliza. She looks amazing for her age. Yeah, she looks absolutely incredible. One thing you can't take away from Eliza. One thing you can't take away. But I, I did internalize that a little bit. I mean, I never thought comedy 
comedy could be a career. Right. right. And there just weren't that many women doing it. You yeah. know, you would see women doing it on SNL. Right. But right. I never, I like fell into comedy. I didn't actually, I wasn't like a, I wanted to be an actress or a pop star yes, when yes. I was younger. Yeah, of course, like, one of the two. You, one of the two. And I didn't care which one <laughs> because it seemed very glamorous. I yes. still don't care which one. I still want to be an actress or a pop or star. A pop yes. star. I, that will happen and I don't care which one. Either I, one is I, fine I, with As me. someone who's a pop star, I can tell you <laughs> that it's it's the same. It's the same. But then I just was like, it's not realistic. So I didn't even, I mean, I never even saw an improv show when I signed up for Improv 101. Oh, great. Uh, you just, but you just, was that just you being like, oh, I don't willy nilly, I'll just do it? Or was that you being like, I'll try this out? Like, it was just truly like, I want a hobby. Great. Yeah. And then my life took such a sharp left turn because yeah. I was like, oh, this this is what I meant to do. After my first open mic, which was an open Michelle at UCB. Oh, yeah. Anna Dresden. Anna Dresden and, Dresden and yeah. Sue Smith. Sue yes, Smith. and Sue. And I remember just like, it, I, the feeling I got, I had when I got off stage, I was like, "Oh, I found it!" Wow, yeah. that's yeah. great. It was insane because before that, it was acting, or it was that was the, that was the track. No, I was working at a tech startup. Oh, great! Wait, which yeah. startup? Warby Parker. Warby. Classic. Oh my I love that. gosh! I almost got involved when they didn't give you your um, eclipse glasses. I eclipse almost told glasses? the social oh, media yes. team to reach out to you because <laughs> yes. I have a lot of friends still there. Oh my god! But I didn't get involved. That's okay. No, please. I I walked over to because Warby. <laughs> what, remember the, during the eclipse? Yes. Everyone's giving out those glasses or people were like the cereal boxes like whatever yeah but i i think like, i was you did and i don't think so honey i didn't i didn't think so honey that's right and i was i was working down the street from the warby offices and i went and i gotta say the people i mean they've changed offices but the people at reception at warby some of the some of like the coldest coldest people i've ever met in my life i was just like i got an eye exam there once and they were like i'm sorry you're we'll wait over there because you're standing in the wrong place right now. It was like people like really giving me a lot of guff and I was like, oh, okay. Anyway. There is a huge theme in your, in your, I don't think so, honey, of like you being like wronged by retail. I'm telling you, there is like, if you, re if you listen back, there is like a, th a thread, there is a strong thread of Bowen Yang like being wronged by people who like represent retail, like work for chains, work for brands. Oh. Like it is, it is a very present in I'm your narrative. I'm dismantling capitalism. You yeah. are. Leave me alone. One, I don't think so, honey, at a time. Absolutely. Bowen Yang, SNL cast member, dismantling capitalism. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, so, so it was Warby, and then like, but then, and then after that, I was just like, okay, I'm on this track, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do comedy. Yeah, I pretty That's much great. like blew my life up, because yeah. I was living with my boyfriend at the time, uh -huh. and we were gonna get engaged, and oh, we had just gosh. moved to Gramercy. Wow. And, uh, you know, I had a pretty good job. Yeah. I had actually left Warby to go to a, I started improv at Warby, then I went to a different startup to be a product manager. And then, a product manager? Yeah. Oh my God. And then when I was like, oh, the comedy's the, Comedy's it. You know, I quit for a month and have a job, worked at SoulCycle Front Desk. Then I had a few other full-time yes. jobs and stuff. Which SoulCycle? Uh, Soho. Soho. Uh, the, the one. The, the one. one. When was that? That was uh, three summers ago. So you you might know Ariel Padilla, Dave's boyfriend. Yes, I yeah. do. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Great okay. instructor. Yeah. Great instructor. He, actually, a Best beloved music. instructor. And in fact, someone... Someone last night even was like, I take Ariel's class and I soul cycle next to, and they they pointed to to someone who to was To Lucy Liu. Yeah. Oh my God. And she would come into, she has not aged a day. No. no. It is, it is actually like beautiful to watch. Yeah. She's just stunning. She's stunning. And she's starting to paint these lesbian erotic paintings. What? Did you see this text on the thread last night? No. Lucy Liu is, oh yes, I did. I just didn't engage in she's it. She's painting these abstract like lesbian 
paintings. Okay. They're beautiful. And she's she has a big gallery show and she's going to sell them. Oh my God. Okay, sell I'm them here for that. I know. Isn't that I heard she fucking slays on the bike. Oh yeah. She rides to the beat she every time. Beat. Oh yeah, honey. Um, And then we, where were you a product manager? Where were you a product manager at? It was, I don't even know if it's still a company. It was like a tampon subscription company. Great, great. Yeah. Oh not, the, not Lola not, though, which is like the one that it. everyone knows. Yes. It was a different one. Got it. Um, And I just was like, wait, this is not what I want to do. Wow, but you were like, managing pro- <laughs> you were just like using like asana and shit and just like we use jira but yeah jira. oh jira. what the hell is that it's this like the worst platform. thing ever it's this platform <laughs> where you like assign projects and you like update statuses of pro- you make everything into tasks yes. and then you move them into different like buckets and this is yeah. the opposite of live comedy no Absolutely. it is truly the yeah. opposite of live comedy <laughs> and i was happy that i like had that experience because i made a lot more money at that job than i did at my previous great, job great. and right. i knew that money was not the thing like yeah obviously i love money literally obsessed with it i'm addicted to money i think money is like the best yeah, yeah. It, watch it. oh and yes, yes. and that movie upset me but it was very good <laughs> it was a very good film uh so i just realized in in that through that experience like i don't care right now about money because yeah. clearly making more of it's not going to make me enjoy my job exactly more. so i just want to do what i want to do <gasps> beautiful yeah. beautiful 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 honestly worth it yeah well worth. i mean i well have no it. regrets i've for some reason like i just take these huge leaps in my life like dropping out of college moving mm-hmm. to new york and then doing this comedy stuff it's like what I don't sometimes I look back and I'm like I can't believe I did that yeah but I wouldn't have done it any other way exactly where did you go that you dropped out of Boston College Boston BC BC I I very nearly went to BC actually it's such a good school yeah it's cool. a great school if you're an elitist if you're an elitist but then, but then, yeah. so then what so then what compelled you to drop out I just was studying to be an English teacher and I didn't want to do oh, that oh Jesus okay. yeah oh, so what an expensive place to go oh to be my an God. English teacher that's cuckoo yeah. <laughs> If you're an, if you if you're studying to be an English teacher at Boston College, oh, uh, drop out. Drop the drop fuck out. out. Yeah. yeah, no, you're, you can go to a you can go to a state school or a community it's college. JK, and you JK. Can, no, 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 not JK. <laughs> Not JK. It's, a, it's okay. insane. You it want was, to dismantle capitalism. We have to start right, to do it right you're now. Right, you're you right. should start not with be, higher education. Yes. Yeah. Start with higher education. Truly, do not Those do are the that. Factories. Yes. Yes. <laughs> not, not just well. Listen, if you're there, like, and this has abruptly shocked you, like, <laughs> internalize <laughs> examine it. it. <laughs> examine it, as Bowen Yang famously <laughs> says. Ask yourself well, why. you should examine <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Ask yourself why. If this is true, what else is true? Yes, and. <laughs> These are things. These yeah. are things. These are Actually, things. real culture number 102. These, These are, are things. things. <laughs> stupid, stupid. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. Bowen, we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yeah. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, 
bubbly burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed, finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for where you want to get framed, I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's FrameBridge.com. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself your feet will thank you so wow how long did you go to bc just for two years mm -hmm. two years is a long time yeah it was uh, yeah but and at the midpoint you're like i, I gotta decide i gotta go was gotta that go. rough with the parentals when you dropped out well I, i'm lucky in being the youngest my parents are like we just want our kids to be happy <laughs> they're fucking beat down yeah, they're like we're tired just do whatever you <laughs> yeah, want yeah, yeah, please yeah. and they had seen their five other kids like truly like get put through the ringer probably, yeah, right? yeah yeah and like okay. you know my oldest brother pursued being a professional athlete for a while uh -huh. and that was like a, i mean i think just watching oh. him do that and like take that risk too was yeah. good yeah um so they were just really supportive i mean they definitely were like worried but yeah. i don't know i went to catholic school for 10 years mm. and that was like in greenwich connecticut yes we had one black person in our whole school oh, wow. and then i went to 
public high school and that was like a huge culture shock and I met all these people from different backgrounds right. and then when I went to BC it was like Catholic school all over again right. so, oh, so I just was like I don't want to be around these people it's a Jesuit you would see, you would see on the other side yeah and I'm not yeah. like I'm not touting myself as like oh my god I, when I was 20 I was so woke and I was no, just no, like no. all these white people but it was so like homogeneous and everyone's dad was like a senator or like yeah. owned right, Bacardi right. Yeah. and I was just like this isn't it <laughs> everyone's dad yeah. owned Bacardi <laughs> yeah truly so I just I said no more yeah. yeah, it really is. Um, it it's feels when you're there on campus. I remember I went d- did the tour. It is like you can't stop talking about how beautiful it is and, and like the cathedrals it, and yeah, blah blah. Right? It's like what? And it really is such like a it's such like a trap for white parents from the suburb. You know what I mean? If, if like if you can afford to take your kid there and you go there, it's so beautiful mm-hmm. and it's so like white it's a good yeah. school that, like it make it, it, i think it I mean, does I'm make some good, like in terms of academics it's a good yeah. school too right. like, yeah. on top of that i think it makes some okay boomers feel oh. safe you know what <laughs> the i mean safest but yeah. i'll tell you what they don't have there culture culture no. um i think amy pollard made a funny joke about uh Boston College because she gave some speech at Harvard and she was oh yeah like, famous alumna she, well, she 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 goes I went to Boston College which some say is the Harvard of Boston <laughs> <laughs> I think it's such a funny thing. that is very good um bringing it back to UCB okay should we ask Mary about the question we have we, actually, we have actually been floating around the we've question, been floating around now we should actually attack her I with it think we should me. attack her. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you ask it. Okay, so Mary Beth Rome, what was the culture that made you say culture was for you? This is the culture that when you looked out the window, it was the cl- the one cloud in the sky and you were like, mm-hmm. I see that cloud filling up and it will rain down on me. Filling up. Yeah. The first culture. and whatnot. <laughs> the first culture I saw uh-huh. and said that was definitely Mary-Kate and Ashley culture. Oh, wow. oh my God. And can you believe Here it is the go. very first time we have discussed Mary-Kate Come and on. Ashley culture? I, I mean, well, it was like, oh it was the perfect storm because yeah. I was young when they were playing Michelle mm-hmm. on, yeah. I mean, oh, I yeah. think those might have even been reruns at that point, but my older siblings would watch the right, show because right. it was a family comedy. Absolutely. And I was just like, who are these just amazingly talented actors? Yes. They're playing one character between yeah. the two of them. And that I had never seen that before. Yeah. You yeah. never know who you it were going to get. Blow your mind. You never it did know. blow your mind. It yeah. truly did. And I know it's because of child labor laws, so they could get more out of the kids. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't have to, I guess, take as many breaks. But then, you know, Mary Kate and Ashley, for me, was like, they really came at you from all angles. They had yeah. the sleepover series. They yep. had We'll Solve Any Crime by Dinner Detectives. Time. They had the oh fan God. club. Yeah. They had feature films. Yep. Some went to theaters. Not a lot of them. Not a lot of them. But then New York some of them went straight New York Minute. And I think It Takes Two is in theaters as well. It absolutely was. And It Takes Two is actually for... Very good culture. Yes. Oh, Formative. And yes. listen, so I I performed It Takes Two as a one-woman show at the Slipper Room in June. What? On the eve of the Olsen Twins' birthday. Oh my oh, God, that's genius. Iconic. And it was so much fun, but it was the like it was such a passion project for me because I've wanted to do it forever. Yeah. I know the movie start to finish, all the lines anyway, but oh when I was little, I used to freak out when my parents would go to dinner. Like mm-hmm. when they would leave yeah, me with a babysitter, yeah, yeah. I was just like, don't go. I have attachment issues, but that's for another podcast. <laughs> uh, and I remember one night my mom was like, well, we got you a present, it's a surprise, like we're, you know, for while we're gone. And I was like, what is it? And she's like, well, who are your favorite like celebrities? And I was like four and I didn't really know what that meant. Uh-huh. But she was like, she gave me the VHS of It Takes Two. Oh, so I would watch God. that movie to fall asleep. I've probably seen it wow. hundreds and hundreds of times. And it just, for me, that they were just it. You know, Mary Kate, Mary Beth. I felt very connected. Yes, yes, yes. Double names. Very that, absolutely. And even though Ashley was more of the fashion one, it just like, I don't know. For me at that age, it was just like, oh my God. 
This is it. Yeah. Also, they were very good in that. And I will say there's a couple iconic things about that movie. One, the chemistry between Gutenberg and Kirstie Alley. Yes. Unmatched. And listen, we we have our thoughts about Kirstie Alley now. We wish her well <laughs> on her journey. <laughs> and we hope that, that we hope that works itself out. Wait, but, what are you talking about? Well, she's a Scientology star. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And very much so. Very, very, very much and, so. And, but, but you can't argue that she her is Gutenberg. absolutely iconic comedic actress. Yes, yes. And her and Gutenberg in the water... When, when when his shirt gets stuck to he's so hot he's literally so hot so hot yeah Gutenberg is I would let him crush me mm. yeah and so <laughs> no I really would to this day and um Kirstie Alley and them they were so amazing <clears throat> the chemistry between them and also the iconic. I always love a good white bitch girlfriend oh honey and yes she was iconic and Who when she goes in this? can Who- I have a diet coke. With lime. With lime. <laughs> Diet Coke. Vincenzo. Diet Coke coming up. <laughs> With lime. I, I love the delivery of, like, because you know it's like the actress made the choice, like, I need to keep my wife with for even longer. Yes. Yeah. And she just goes, with lime. <laughs> that is masterful. And she's at the <laughs> telescope. And that's after the, the gum's been spit in her hair. Uh, so she's oh, short right. hair. So she's short white um, bitch yes. hair. Oh my God. I'm telling you. You need, especially it's, it's rule chill. of culture. You need, need a good, good white, white bitch, bitch girlfriend. Rule of num- rule of culture number 33. You need yeah. a good white bitch girlfriend. Oh my God. I'm telling you, she was iconic. And I, I wish that she booked more. I do that too. Is. And you know what's fun about that movie is, and I've said this before, it's the parent trap without the science. Yes. Yeah. Because they are identical strangers, and it is never explained. It's never. <laughs> uh, uh, also, the, the line of <laughs> identical strangers, and it's like what? And you just fully accept it. And here's the real tea: they're not identical. They're not. They're fraternal, which what? a lot of people don't know. That's true. And my sister fought me tooth and nail on this, and she said, "I, I bet you can't tell them apart." She held up a picture, held up several pictures, and I could tell them apart every, every time. time. What are the defining? It's just in terms of like how the the egg gets fertilized. Like that's all it is. Right. No, that I understand. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. That was the most bow and yang moment. I was like, what are the differences between Mary Kate and Ashley? And you were like, well, it's how that's the egg, egg gets, gets fertilized. fertilized. <laughs> that was iconic. Stupid. stupid. I'm no, done. I'm, I'm stupid. No, I'm stupid. You are stupid, okay. white bitch. Um, yes. What are the differences between them? Well, Ashley, Ashley's face is a little longer. Oh. And they have a slightly different nose. Yes. And they're, I mean, it's just their faces are slightly different. Yeah. It's hmm. very subtle. And, you know, in when they were 12 or t- 8 or however old they were in that movie, it wasn't, like, so noticeable. But, right. Um, They've since grown into quite different women. Yes. How do you yes. feel about them now? Like, how do you feel about them now, how they exist as people? I am just happy that they seem to be as well adjusted as they possibly can I be. Think, yeah. Youngest billionaires in the world right, they yes. were when they had their dual star production company. Yes. Yeah, oh, I know they chain smoke <laughs> cigarettes and they both date like 50 year olds. I'm just happy they get through the day. Yeah. I'm proud Wait, of them yeah. for getting through the for day. Sure. And you know, I'm actually happy they stuck to their guns and didn't do that full house reboot. No, and, house. They, yeah. and they have their fashion line, which keeps them busy. Yeah, And yep. I think that's great. But also, yeah, you're right about, there is something to be said about how and yeah, let's just use the term well-adjusted. I'm mean, not, not that that was a bad, I'm just like, thinking, is that the right term? But yeah, that's I just like, I would say, but it's like, yeah. you, and to come to draw a comparison to like a Lohan, it's like, yeah, like that could have gone, that could have swung so far in a bad direction. Yeah. And they seem to be doing great. Well, they had one of them, which one of them, they both, one of them had bowls full of cigarettes at her wedding, at her wedding. Which yeah. one was it? Mary Kate? I think it was Mary Kate. She just, Carts like cartons of cigarettes at her wedding. Mm. At and which t- one was on weeds? <laughs> oh, one oh. of them was on weeds. I remember it was like iconic that one of them was doing something without the other. It was God. probably Mary Kate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> huh? she seems to be the one that goes rogue yeah. every now and wow. then. Yeah. 
And um, we love are, we, her. are we fans of Elizabeth Olsen? Yes. I, I've a stand. thespian. A yeah, thespian. Truly. I just only recently saw Ingrid Goes West. <gasps> oh, very good. I loved the entire thing. Yeah, it's an incredible movie. Elizabeth is incredible in it. She's actually iconic in it. Yes. And plays, plays that part of the influencer so well, so well. and makes you... Actually, very fascinating performance. Yes. Because you've seen this, right? Layered. 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 Like, like, because you get that she's like a little bit of a ridiculous person, but then when you meet her, you're also you, like- You can't hate her. No, you can't because she's also trying hard yes. and has the same insecurities. And it's like, as her character gets fleshed out more, even at, towards the end where she's like telling, spoiler alert, where she's telling Aubrey Plaza like- this is crazy. Yeah. Like you are on her side, but also she is helping create an environment that that really traumatizes people yeah, yeah, that yeah. that look up to people like right, her. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so it was, I thought that was one of the best movies of yes. the past few years. Mm -hmm. That it was so good and it was so truthful. Like the writing, every, I don't know, everything yes. about it just blew it stunned me, really, because Stunning. I didn't know what to expect going into it. Uh -huh. When I watched it, I thought it was that nun movie that Abby Plaza had been in. Oh, so right. this was truly different than what I was expecting. Yeah. I'll yeah, tell no, you. It yeah, was no, not very what different I film. Yeah. Also, um, Aubrey Plaza, that was incredible. That was like I was always like a little bit of an Aubrey Plaza skeptic because I, I kind of I, I'm kind of like hesitant about the kind of like deadpan like yeah, yeah, thing yeah. that she always seemed to do. And then as she's grown into an like uh, an actress, she's capital an actress. A, actress. I am into it. And also, she was very good on that FX show, the superhero show. Um, oh, 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 um, you know the one with, with, the, with the guy from Downton Abbey. I don't know that one. Damn. It was like a... It was, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm forgetting the name, but she she played like essentially played the villain on it. Great. And um, is well, very good. She, she, she gives some varied performances nowadays, and she, I, I respect. She could fucking sob like nobody's oh, business and that, ending goes best. Yeah. That movie yeah. was amazing. And also, I really liked the way it ended. Me too. Um, so, spoiler alert, but... Basically, like Ingrid is trying to become social media famous in the way that Elizabeth Olsen is social media famous. Yeah. And Elizabeth Olsen is very much like that sunny girl on the hat that's like, iced coffee today. Iced, yeah, yeah. Iced queen never or something <laughs> stupid. Like, I'm happy. And like, and like, she's like kind of like California girl on a You know, sun those hat. girls are like, I'm happy. I'm yeah. happy. Fucking bitches. Yeah. These happy fucking bitches. But, um, so basically, uh, Aubrey Plaza is very mentally ill and she um there's like an attempt on her own life and she 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 posts a video. She posts a video and is like um basically kind of becomes like a symbol of like I'm I need help and and I and I'm really struggling right. and she unsuccessfully tries to take her own life wakes up sees that she has become like an icon in this way and her face lights up and you realize like wow she hasn't actually changed. Yeah. It's, it's it's not a happy ending, I would say. No, it's, it's not necessarily a happy ending. It's a comment, I think. Yes. I, yes. I, on the deep sickness uh, that right. we all have when right. it comes to social media, some more than others. Yes. But fascinating movie. I thought very timely. Like, I would uh, I would even say, like, really missed like, a screenplay nomination for Absolutely. me at the Oscars. And just, like, it did not get the praise. It just, I mean, there were there have been, I feel this way about, like, a, a handful of movies over the last few years. But that movie specifically just did not get the play it deserved. I know. That could be the, it's not a Mean Girls, but it's, like, it should have the icon status of, like, a movie that truly defines our time. It defines... Yeah. I think it's the, for me, it feels like the earliest, not the earliest, but one of the bigger artistic statements about this generation and social media, just the way that people relate to it. Mm -hmm. I think like it got something so, so right. 
Well, that production company, Neon, mm-hmm. yeah. they're, they're starting to pop off. And I think yeah. it was one of their first things. And I think, you know, as that production company and whoever's working there is obviously finding really interesting scripts and really producing great stuff, it feels like mm-hmm. they'll start to pop off even more. I believe that year they also did that 20th Century Women. Yes. And they did I, Tanya. Yeah, and <gasps> I, Tanya. Right. So they, they, and they're telling female stories. And, you know, I think a, a large reason why maybe Ingrid Goes West didn't get the attention that that it maybe should have is because it's about young too. women oh, sure. and it's about social media, which I think people are a little people bit hesitant find about. They roll their eyes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And they think, well, we can't necessarily take this seriously, but I mean, then again, you have the social network, which I Ugh. think is the, one of the movies people took the most seriously right, over the last right, 10 right. years. And when I saw it, I was like very taken with it. And now with what Facebook has become and the narrative now, it's uh-huh. it's so interesting. I almost would like to see not Aaron Sorkin do this, but some sort of sequel yeah, to that. Maybe yeah. because I mean, it's the narrative of Facebook now is completely changed and morphed yeah, from yeah. what it was when that movie came right. out. Right. Um, but the Olsons, <laughs> the breath, hmm, the Olsons. But you, so you do, you identify with Mary Kate more? You would say? I guess like they both. I, well, because they're Gemini's, I'm a Gemini. Yes. That was always a huge deal yes. to me as well. Oh, wow. I feel like, I don't know. I, I think I have like shades of both. Yeah. But it was really, I think it was good to grow up as a young girl in the early 90s because there were so many like powerful, iconic women yes. at that time. Like yes. I didn't know as a kid that like women were still struggling. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, everything's fixed. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no yeah. issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. have that like consciousness till I gr- grew up a little bit more. Right, but it right. was like, you had the Spice Girls. Britney Spears was huge. Like uh-huh. Christina Aguilera, even like the Jessica Simpsons, Mandy Moore's, that whole moment was like as I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And I think that even also like I love the 80s, 90s, 70s. When when I would watch that, it gave such a nice taste of like culture's past. But like in a frivolous way that like didn't really underlie. Low stakes. Low stakes. Yeah. So that was huge also. I mean, VH1, I feel like for some reason was like very influential in my cultural knowledge as a kid. Me too. Absolutely. Were you not allowed to watch MTV? Not allowed to watch MTV. (sighs) Me too. I was not allowed to watch MTV because for some reason, every time it was on, I think my it was like sexual stuff or like dating shows were always on. My mom was like, you are not watching this. So she would turn on VH1. She's like, you can watch VH1. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't know how if you feel this way, but I think that it was just as sexual. It was just like more mature and more like underhanded. Yeah. Right. So it was like, yeah. instead of like, instead of like, Close up shots of like Britney Spears's crotch. It was like Shania Twain wrapped up in like a wool sheet. On oh my the, on, god! On, like and yeah, like yeah, watching yeah. a man in like a black and white video, like sort of approach her on the beach. And yeah. I was like, this is just as erotic, right? But I remember VH1 in this. Uh, what's that song? The first song that Maroon Five came out with, "This Love." This love, yeah. uh, harder um, to breathe, and then this love. Oh, this, harder to yeah. breathe. That's this love. The <gasps> video on VH1. They uh, they censored it yes. on, on MTV. They did not. Wow, that was a. I don't know about you, but that I, Adam Levine was actually a sexual awakening for me at that time. That video. One of, he's, that he's, video goes there. It really goes there. I mean, he's on top of her. He looks at the camera and says, keep her coming every night. And they're literally having sex. Yeah. And literally he was on top of her. He was, I love like a like fucking skinny, like like the kind of like, like he was so like, ba- <laughs> like I, I'm in a band thin at that time. And he had like his like long hair. And he was like, he looked older then than he does now, yeah. I'll say. Oh. And he rolled over on top of this like model and looked into the camera and said, keep her coming every night. And I was just like, this is This is a lot. Sexy. This is sex. This is sex. Yeah. There's no choice. Do you think, like, what can you think before this the This Love video of, like, 
Well, I get this. I remember the very first time I heard the song "Harder to Breathe," and I was like, "What is this? Yeah, this yeah, guy's yeah. voice is great." I, mm-hmm. We were. I remember I was driving home from a baseball tournament from upstate <laughs> New York, and we were like, "I remember it was like we were winding through like it's so visceral." Yeah, I, we were like winding through. Um, these like sort of roads in like Cooperstown, New York, because it's very hilly mm-hmm. and harder to breathe came on. And I was like, is this Justin Timberlake? I remember I thought it was Justin Timberlake, but I was like, there's some other quality about this voice I haven't heard before. And I was like, remembering, I remember I wrote down the words harder to breathe because I figured that was the name of the song. Because uh-huh. at that time it was like, there was no like. And then did you go to A to Z lyrics.com? Yes, A to Z lyrics. I definitely looked it up on my like family's computer. Yeah. Like, it's so weird to think about how how far the technology has come then. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. this is still around the time where you had to like really search for a song you loved if you wanted to hear it. But I remember that song was just like so incredible. And then this love, I was like, wow. And then she will be loved like Sunday God. morning. Sunday morning. I mean, that whole about Jane, uh, that's very that's good, good work. Album. Yeah, and the second album, uh, what is it? Won't be soon. Before Won't be soon long. before long. Yeah, really fucking good. I, I actually, I have to say, like, I know they're a joke, but I'm, I love Maroon Five. So do I. I like yeah. Five. Oh, yeah. I love. I mean, I, I'm not even ashamed of it. Yeah. And no. you know what? I like Coldplay while we're at it. Come on, sorry. Give, I, it, give it to us, Coldplay. Coldplay. <laughs> I, Coldplay. I will say, I saw Maroon Five. <laughs> I saw Maroon 5 and the Counting Crows uh, on in a concert one time. I've literally tried to go see other bands and, and as a result have seen the Counting Crows three times because they've always been on bills. <laughs> That's crazy. I've seen Goo Goo Dolls and they played with Counting Crows. And I've seen Maroon 5 and they played with Counting Crows. And both times, like the Counting Crows were like obviously the main thing. And it yeah. was like mostly straight guys and always at Jones Beach. Always at Jones <laughs> Beach. And literally the opening act for Maroon 5 and Counting Crows was someone I was so annoyed to see at the time who I'm now a huge fan who? of Sarah Bareilles. Wow. And I remember me and my friend Allison were like in the back like uh, of Jones Beach like uh when is this bitch going to stop singing like stop <laughs> stop with the love song it's so annoying it's so played out. Yeah. And now it's like <laughs> I stand Sarah yeah, Bareilles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh Things my change. god, Things, Things change. change, and now it's like she would obviously headline that show. Yeah, yeah. Counting Count Crows. There, there are worse bands though to like be like Trojan for horse sure, into. for sure. But I remember they didn't play Long December, and everyone was like, "What the fuck!" <laughs> like Adam Duritz was like, "All right, good night," and then it yeah. was just like it, it was like they didn't play like their number one song, and everyone was like really mad. Oh, to watch these straight men get like their dicks soft because they weren't going to hear Long December. By the Counting Crows. By the Counting Crows. By a, a white man with dreadlocks. Yeah. By, by a white man with dreadlocks. Absolutely. Wait, I let's I'm really curious to know this about Mary Beth. Um, let's just give you let's just give you a few things. Yeah, let's give you a few Olsen things. twins, Lindsay Lohan, Hilary Duff, and then like who else? I just want like not a ranking, but like just well, like a quick little assessment. And did you each. also love Raven? I was a Raven fan. Yeah. yeah. Well, I watched all those. I mean, I I mean, this is. Go, go, I watched go. the Cosby Show. Yeah, on Nick yeah at night. of course. So another huge part of culture for me was Nick at Night. Yeah, oh, because yeah. I I Love Lucy was on, and that yes. became my absolute favorite show, my obsession yeah. Yeah. for holidays when my relatives would get me presents. It was always like I Love Lucy uh, themed. I would have the VHS of like best episodes. I mean, I like stand that show so hard. So good. It's so my good. phone's name is Lucille McGillicuddy, and that will be my <gasps> alias when I have to like make hotel reservations uh, when yes. I'm famous. Yes. Um. So it's like. I don't know. Nick at Night was so like integral, yeah. and I watched the Cosby Show, and there was All in the Family, yes. the Jeffersons, like all Three's shows Company that are, was on. Yeah. Co- oh my god! And that I was show. Just, I was a Nick at Night stand too. And you know what? Gen Z has completely they don't lost. They I don't love Lucy. It. It's, it's it's very sad. sad. Yeah, very it's sad. sad because that show. And if you watch it again, the fact that they were able to make so many episodes 
in a studio uh-huh. with four main characters mm-hmm. and every single episode is so different and the hijinks of it all. It's just yeah. like some episodes are a little maybe problematic, but she had so much agency on that show. Oh, yeah. yeah, she was she was an icon and she owned that production company with yep. Desi and they they basically like were pioneers of the television industry. Desi Lou, yeah. yeah. Desi Lou? I mean, also, I think one of, if not the best physical comedian of, of all, all time. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's when I met Raven Simone for the first time, was on Coffee as Ru- Rudy. Yes. Yes. Or what, sh- oh. Rudy was played by. Um, Damn, you, we know, we know this. Uh, I just, I just blacked out. What, show what was Raven's? I know, I know. <laughs> I forget her name on the show. Um, but so cute, so and she cute. was always wearing a little like um, jumpsuit, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. just made funny like quips. Yeah. to Bill Cosby. I, I have to. I Remember have she, to find out she who was in played Rudy. Doctor Doolittle too. Remember that. I was like, I was, I was obsessed with Raven. I saw Raven at the Beverly Center wow. not three weeks ago. <laughs> Keisha Knight Pulliam. Keisha Thank Knight. you. Of yes, of course. Yes. It's actually, she's like, it's rule of culture number 10. Keisha, Keisha Knight, Knight Pulliam. <laughs> Thank you. She's still working. She's still doing stuff. She's, she's yeah. out there. I think she was, she was on a reality show recently. Uh-huh. Yeah. She was on like Big Brother or something. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, still got any work. We love to work. see it. Yeah. But yeah, it's this thing now where it's like, there's no, I don't, it's harder for, if somehow it's. Harder to, for for Gen Z to access those things because they're not being it's not being curated for them. Well, there's too much. Yeah, yeah. and it's like on Hulu. I mean, I'm thankful yeah. it's on Hulu because right. I know where to find it. Right. But as someone who is like 14 right now and like a black and white show with like an audience, why that's, the fuck would why I watch, would I watch that? that? Yeah. But if you're listening to this and you're Gen Z, I just urge you to watch it start mm-hmm. to finish. Yeah. It, there's not a dull moment. It's so good. Like, I, I so think, many iconic episodes. Right. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, Vita Vita Vegemin. Vita Vita Vegemin, I memorized that whole monologue <gasps> and I wanted my mom to film me doing it in our kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I got oh. so nervous when she brought the camera out that I could not physically get the words wow. out. Wow. But like when I think back on my like <laughs> early days, there were a lot of like things that pointed to where I'm at now, yeah. but I just didn't know right. at the time. Right. Yeah, for sure. I just didn't realize. Totally. But also, you, never forget the conveyor belt with the chocolates. Oh, I mean, that's chocolates, grape forever. stomping, grapes, like, truly so many good things. Yeah. And I learned what a counterfeit was from that show. Because remember, like, when she accidentally pays with a counterfeit bill and she gets, like, arrested? Oh, it's so great. So yeah. amazing. There are so two beds. Two beds two that beds. they pushed together for the first time in TV history. They yeah. shared a bed. A wow, couple had never really? shared a bed. And a woman had never been pregnant on TV. Yes, and that was that was iconic, too, That when they dealt with the fact that she had the baby. Yeah. Right. But Get- they never discussed sex or anything, obviously. The but. episode, I almost have chills thinking about the episode where she tells Ricky she's pregnant uh-huh. and he sings the song, We're Having a Baby at the Trop- Tropicana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. That, and it's, that episode I don't think is on Hulu, but it's so goddamn good. Wow. Yeah, no. Give and also, they, they were classic chemistry too. I mean, that was... Ugh. Power, like power couple, like one of the first like entertainment power couples you can think of. You know, this is camera. actually so weird, but that we're talking about this because I just took my parents were in town in L.A. and they wanted to do the Paramount Studio tour, mm. so we did that. Ooh. And they talked all about how they, um, re- Desi Lu, the production company, like also produced Star Trek. I mean, yeah, like they were they responsible hits. for so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. And then when they divorced, yeah. um. Lucy sold the company right. and those it it became something else but how how much money she got from that and she continued to produce and like she was like a icon and to also be that businesswoman and icon and businesswoman at the time yeah, yeah, yeah. like to to be taken so seriously mm-hmm. probably had something to do with sh- no one could do what she did on yeah. camera yeah just i mean you Fuck. could not argue with her sheer talent like you cannot replace that no 
her in that role or with anything she did. Like Mame, she played fucking Mame. Yeah. You know? Well, she did, and she had so many great movies before the show right. where she's she just, yeah. and gorgeous. I mean, just like, we worship. Beautiful. She Lucy, was a silent Lucy film Obama. actress. Right, right. That's how she started. And she started mm-hmm. like doing silent dramatic film acting. And I think, you know, it's just so interesting that there really wasn't like a comedy, female comedy star. Right. Before her, or if there were, like, it was, like, more of a vaudeville moment. Right, right, You know, right. like, back, I guess back in the day, 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 like, yeah. fan, the Fanny Bryce's of it all. Right. But, I mean. Well, speaking of that, one thing I'm excited to see that I, for culture. One yes. thing I'm, I'm excited for, the, for this to happen in the culture is for there to be the first gay male stand-up that really is, like, just... I, just the biggest name in comedy right. at, yeah. at the time. Like, I feel like Amy Schumer had it for women for a little bit, and uh-huh. I'm just waiting for the first gay male stand-up to just, like, bust through the ceiling. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that everyone, there there are some people making making plays for it. Yeah, I'm, for sure. You know, it's 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 so interesting, and I was thinking about, like, I, I, this is so weird, but I was thinking about how, like, Buddha Judge is doing very well in Iowa. Right. You know what I mean? And he may even win the Iowa caucus. And I was thinking to myself, like, I just never, I, I still don't really trust it. Like, whenever <laughs> anyone really gets behind a gay man, I'm like, yeah. are you going to, like, hurt us later? Like, oh, it feels like a trick. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah. Like, my, like, high school mentality comes back where it's like, at what point do you am I going to get made fun of? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like, so whenever there's, like, and I'm happy that it's happening. Like, it feels like there's, like, it's definitely more people, gay, gay people occupying the mainstream. But I'm always just like, I guess I, we're of that last generation where it's like, I'm side-eyeing it a little bit. Of course. You know what I mean? And I feel like Gen Z doesn't necessarily. They don't have those hangups. Have though. that. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're growing up in like an easier world for the most part mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in terms of acceptance of that. Yeah. But it's just, it's interesting that you say that because I've thought, you know, who will be that first huge marquee male gay comedy star. There's definitely lots of names that come to mind. There are some candidates, darling. I mean, I think it's great that Billy is going to be in that romantic comedy. It's being produced by Judd Apatow. I think that's great. You know, like... He's not as much of a stand-up. Sure. Right, stand... You're talking specifically stand-up. Yeah. If I'll fucking name names. Name names. I feel like Jabuki is like the bridge between Gen Z and millennials, and like he is able to like just churn out like fucking hits every single day. He's a star. He's a he's a damn star. Yeah. I feel like he is like pushing a lot of stuff uh, forward. Yeah. I I guess, and I I don't want to be like, but I'm not, I like, totally I'm not predicting or anything. I'm just no. saying like he's like uh, phenomenal. I guess like I'm not. I'm trying not to be reductive when I say this, but sometimes it's like. When you see stand-ups talk, and I think what what I really relate to in a stand-up is when they talk so openly and emotionally raw about their life. You know what I mean? And that that includes their sex life. That obviously includes their love life, dating life, uh, social engagement with with Uh their relationships with their friends. Um, I I wonder if like if people really saw a gay male like pop off about gay sex, and you see, I mean, like. For example, Jolie, like yeah. he is very honest about yeah. like his, I mean, unabashedly and his Twitter is Un- what it is. Unflappable. And I, you know what I mean? Like, and even though he's like, you know, on TV now and like he's doing his thing, like his, he does not compromise his no. comedy at all no, no. and his point of view at all. And I'm like, I, I really am curious about like when everyone does that, yeah. like which, which is happening more and more, like how the mainstream is going to respond to that and whether or not they'll push us up or be like, Cool. Yeah, and we feel like you're occupying enough space, and now we'll 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 watch our Bill Burr video. No, because you know what's gonna happen is I hope not. <laughs> yeah, right. I hope. I think what's what I hope is gonna happen is I watched 
I fucking watched Richard Pryor again for the first time in a while, and like, just like otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, what? Like everyone is just like, <laughs> like yeah. just eating out of the palm of his, of his fucking hand, and it's like best of all time. Best of all time. Like there's gonna be like something like that. I think. I think that's probably what you're talking about, Mary yeah. Beth. Is like some someone is gonna come. Or maybe they're already here where it's just like they're going to like light themselves on fire. They're going to do something that's going to get people – that's going to make people go crazy. And they're going to be – in a a good way. They're like, wow, this is something we've never seen before and this is huge and this is – yeah. Also, I think like the the way I think about it is like gay men and young women I think have the spending power right now. Like they're the people that are going out to see these things. They're the people that Mm -hmm. are like buying merch. Not even to think about it in such like productive terms, but it's like at a very basic level, I think if if there is one person that kind of rises, it will – the people that matter, whose opinions matter, will will like propel that person forward. I think the only thing I see in in that would be tough – and I don't want to make like a comment on gay culture is no, like just not having them taken down from within. You know what I yeah, mean? Of yeah, of course. Oh, I feel no, like no, no, that's absolutely. what I see yes. is people canceling each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, let's just let's just get this going. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Let's not be our own like biggest blocker. Let's not totally. eat it. It's it's like with everything. I mean, it, it, let's not eat it before it happens. Yeah. You know? yeah. I, and I think you are 100 percent right to say that because for a long time and I think this obviously with women as well you know what I mean oh my and god I, so I, you much you see it you see it especially in every in every field you see it especially I mean never more than with black female rappers yes what we uh, do to them yeah. you know what I mean and what and what um, you know they do to each other because we all exist in a space where they're historically has not been room for more than one. And so when it looks like that space is going to be taken what happens to you inside is you get you go into attack mode yeah. um it's this myth of there not being enough, enough space, though. Yeah, and whatever. I'm going to quote Tina. Tina. I mean, Tina writes about this in Bossy Fans. Yes, yeah, she like, does. When she talks about women, like talking in terms of competing with other women, it's like, no, you're not in competition with women. You're in competition with everybody. Yeah. Which I know sounds like a very like lazy way of like a, a, a simplified way of thinking about it, but it really is what that is because you're in competition with people who are parroting, who are feeding us the line of, well, there's not enough room. Like, who think about who is saying that? Well. I would agree, but I also, I think like we cannot ignore the reality that like the people that are making decisions, they do have a mentality of, well, we have one. You know what I mean? Or, or they have they have had sure. that mentality. And so it's something that I'm so happy that like we are talking about because once that gets vocalized, you know it's not acceptable. Totally, right. And totally, so now totally. that it's like out there in public knowledge that it's not acceptable and we know there's so much talent, yep. there are now is fully no excuse. Fully no so, excuse. So we shouldn't feed into that mentality as well. And that's where I think yes. like we should 100% get behind what she's saying. Bitch, here's what I'm going to say. And I'm, I don't feel uncomfortable saying this. Joel and I were on fucking Molly on Fire Island yep. and we both looked in each other's eyes and said, I'm so fucking happy that we're both, this is happening for both of us together. Yeah. That we like, because this just disproves that whole myth entirely. Right. That right. There's only room for one like gay, cis, Asian male comedian yeah. to succeed. That is so, that is patently false. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely it speaks volumes that, I mean, even on NBC, there's. You, Me, Nico, there's Joel. Nico, and there's Joel. Poppy. Well, uh, rest in peace, Sunnyside on, on NBC, but now it's on Hulu. But the the fact the, the it still stands. Yeah, you know what I mean. That you know, network you know, you know, had several three, three queer Asian people on the same network. Network, and <laughs> you and know? you know what? That's it's it wouldn't have been 
uh, several and years ago. And guess what? NBC is still standing. You know NBC what I mean? God the, bless The network is not torn down. <laughs> God we, bless. It remains. And that is just further proof that it is possible in this climate. I think, I mean, it's an exciting time to come up because I think people are getting more aware of the like yeah. um, self-sabotage that we have, that we do like in our little pockets and communities. But it's also, you know, then there's more opportunity than ever. There's more streaming platforms, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I'm just excited to see the real shift happen because totally. there's a lot of talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's just like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. You know what We're fucking ready. makes me so happy is that when Dave and I are booking like game show, it often is harder to think of contestants that are the straight men to come on the show than it is to book the woman who gets it mm. or the wise queer, like the, which are the lifelines. Yeah. Cause two straight men compete with each other to be honorarily gay as fuck. They each have a lifeline. You both have been incredible on the show, the woman who show. gets it and the wise queer. And it's like, there's so many, and I think it's probably cause that we're in the bubbles that we're in. We know so many people that yeah. are just happened to be, you know, diverse, like, in terms of like, they're not just like white straight dudes, but it's it was so fun when we were booking. And you're the not show even limiting it to right. You're it not even like, limiting to white straight dudes though. No, 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 right. no. But I mean, like, it's like that they occupied such a space for such a long time that it's like. It, it sometimes make, thrills me. That it's, it's exciting. Like, who can it's we have on? Think who of all the people. It's <laughs> yeah. like a sea of people that you want on the yeah, show yeah, in those yeah. roles as opposed to like the people that you're, you know, kind of poking fun sure. at. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's important to say that it's not endangering their livelihoods at all. It's it's not endangering their shots oh, at a career. No. It's like, it's just, it's just, a, it's just better balanced. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. It is not displacing someone else's opportunity. No, 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 yeah. Because this is the other thing that's being sort of touted around in, in terms of diversity conversations and entertainment now is that they're like, well, I didn't get that staffing job because um, they they had a diversity hire or garbage. something like that. Ugh, you look at the garbage. numbers now, it hasn't actually changed that much. Yeah. Hasn't changed that much. So you saying I didn't get that job because I wasn't diverse is parroting a line that someone else is someone else fed you yeah. because it's better, it's less embarrassing than to say, I didn't get it because I wasn't good enough. Yeah. And honestly and maybe you, and I'm sure you are good enough, but it's also like, then keep realizing your talent and what you have to offer for the next thing. That's it's all also it is. just so stupid to say, I didn't get a job for that reason. Like, like we're all in this industry. We all don't get jobs all, all the, the fucking time. time. Every day. Every, every literally every day. day. And so it's just like boring. You know, it's, that's what it is. It's a boring thing to say. It's, well, it's, it's just it's, not it's true. Like, it's not true. It's boring. It's just, it's, it's, stupid anyway yeah and also it's like there's a lot of course correction to be done so even if it is true still fuck you like still fuck you like you just it you weren't the you weren't the best candidate that's fine regardless of what their like requirements were you were not the best candidate and that's it and also shit gets around and also if good luck to you if you're the one saying well i didn't get it because of this reason because Guess what? If you say that to me, I I I don't. I'm telling other people. I'm telling. Like, other I'm gonna be like, oh god. <laughs> like it, hearing that people say that is just so. Don't. It's say just that. so embarrassing. It's You're, embarrassing. Yeah, You're for them. Clowning on yourself. Um, I want to talk about what you've learned about fuckboys. Okay. With Dragon's ass. <laughs> yeah. What what are, what have your findings been? Because I keep thinking about this one. Whatever. What what are like generalizations you can make about behaviors? 
I would say, well, so when you're trying to identify a fuckboy, there's yeah. definitely red flags. But what what I, the biggest <laughs> lesson I've learned is that a fuckboy can look like anything. Yes. Absolutely. You really don't know because they, there are definitely, there's the, you know, the way it's packaged by popular culture, right. which is wearing joggers. They have a big watch. They vape. <laughs> they, they DM you. They have red receipts on, whatever. But there's like, you know, I went home with a 40-year-old woman from the cubbyhole. And, yeah. You know, she was a fuckboy. She was a fuckboy. And yeah. the lesson there was if they're wearing a fedora, it doesn't matter if they're male or <laughs> female yeah you gotta just stay away yeah so that's one thing yes uh and then i think what i've learned from talking to them and having like very deep conversations is that everyone is um damaged in their own way yes and it's it's just who how you choose to like uh take it out on other people i yeah. would say is like you know, a lot of these guys, they they want to find love and they want to be happy. But I think so. Another way I've been thinking about it is like dating is a two party system. Yes. And much like our other two party system, it's broken. Yes. And no one on either side of the aisle is having fun. Wow. And You're we so really right. need to like bridge the gap because <gasps> it's not like the fuck boys aren't having fun and the people who are getting hurt by them are not having fun. And dating should be fun. Don't you remember when having a crush oh on someone was fun? was fun? Like I, the, the amount of stress and tension I feel in my bones. I did a show a couple weeks ago and I had plans with a guy after and I was so tense that he was going to cancel. I forgot my, my, I forgot the second joke after my opener. Oh my God. I was like so in my head about it. Oh. And it was just like, why is it, it shouldn't be this way. Right. It should not be this way. No, it should and be it fun. Made, it's right. upsetting to me. And I, I did, I sent out this survey um, to, you know, I put on Instagram and Twitter and a bunch of people took it and it was like, you know, I forget if it was like 80%, 83% of people do not think that the current climate is conducive to finding a good partner in the next mm -hmm. one to three years. Wow. But 53% of people are optimistic that they will meet the right person in the next one to three years. So the optimism is there. Right. But it's like if you keep just beating people down, it's it's we're going to lose that. And Whoa. that makes me sad. So I think, you know, fuckboy culture, it's very amorphous. It's not, it's not one thing. And I think, you know... I'm just curious to see. I think things will get worse before they get better, but I, I want to help things get better. You put out the survey yourself. Yeah, that is a genius like way of like just splitting that. Yeah, that 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 circumstance. Explain the premise of Drag Is Ass to everyone who might not know. Sure. So Drag Is Ass is it's called Drag Is Ass, a fuckboy treatment program, mm -hmm. and I started the show because I was like really sick of my dating habits, hooking up with fuckboys, getting ghosted, getting screwed over. So I started keeping track of the number of days I'd been fuckboy free on like a whiteboard board in my apartment. Wow. I would post that on social media. Everyone's like, you know, very encouraging and supportive. So I decided to do a show uh -huh. where I invite other comedians to come on and talk about their um, experiences with fuckboys and I talk about my six-step treatment program as a fuckboy addict right? Um, and relapse is step number three because it's going to happen wow you built that in I built Genius. that in yeah. so the, after the first show was really fun at Union Hall I moved it to Chelsea Music Hall and I did the first fuckboy redemption with mm -hmm. Carl Radke of Summer House and <laughs> I basically it's like I met with him before we did like a pre-interview and mm -hmm. then I structured like uh, an interview a live interview yeah. where we talk about his wrongdoings why he is that way yes. and then kind of have him pledge to be better yeah. to like take the path of righteousness or whatever. <laughs> uh, and we have Benito Skinner come out dressed as Jesus to yes. baptize him with girls' tears. So I've been doing that now at every show <laughs> as the last segment. It's been a lot of fun, but it's also been very eye-opening to hear men who are truly self-aware yeah. and they understand what they're doing is wrong. But like 
I did this guy, uh, I did a redemption with this guy and he was just a normie. He like yeah. works in marketing or something, Great. but he told me that he was, he is in love with someone, uh-huh. but when he became monogamous with her, he, his identity is so rooted in having sex with people and pursuing women. He lost his sense of self and had an existential crisis. Oh my God. Wow. And it's like for him to even be able to have the awareness, like verbalize that to me and then know that he can't overcome that was like, I mean, it was just like heartbreaking, Yeah. but also like- Give you hope? No. It gave me hope in some ways that at least he could, but the thing that scares me is these guys who've now been doing this for a decade in their mid thirties, where do you go from here? I don't know. It's it's really- Are you too far deep into that? I don't know. I mean, he actually messaged me a couple of months later and said, I just wanted you to know I ended things with two women before sleeping with them because I knew there was no future. Which mm. like that to me, if I can help two women with my show, I feel my job no, is yeah, done absolutely. here. Uh, and it's it's really interesting to watch the audience of the show change from like 90% women to like 80% women mm-hmm. and gay men. And then now there's straight guys kind of feeling like they have a point of entry, which is wow. good. And a lot of straight guys, I think, are very scared about the idea of it. Like my roommate's friend invited his other straight friends and yeah. the text responses were like, I don't want to go. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of bad dudes, but I don't want to be lumped in just because I'm a straight white guy. Mm-hmm. And another guy was like, I don't want to get me too Like, they just, some people are not ready to face it yet. Sure. But the ones that are, we invite you in. And I think we'll all be better as results. That is. That's kind of my whole thing. I'm fascinated by all of us. Yeah. Honestly. And so the women also have the space there, like, to, to like, do they, is there a like confrontation or? So the one redemption I, well, so it's, it's a lineup of other comedians. They kind of yeah. like go off about either yeah. one fuck boy or they do stand up about fuck boys or whatever it uh-huh. is. This show was nice. Cause in the survey I asked for a wild dating story. So I was able to like review some of those, which yeah. were blue again, blue. I keep saying it blew my mind. Uh-huh. My mind gets blown on a daily basis yeah. since I started doing comedy. Truly. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was so I think it's very healing just to know that other people like go through this. And yeah. I will say at the last show, this guy who ghosted me, his girlfriend was in the front row. Wow. wow. Which I don't even know if she knows that that happened, but it was very like she's been, they've come to the exhibition a few times because right. he knows Michael Caine or whatever. Uh-huh. I'm saying too much. I hope, what? I hope she does listen, but I also hope she, she doesn't hear this, but we I don't want her to know that you know, he ghosted me, whatever. But it was just kind of crazy to see that like full circle. This guy who ghosted me two years ago after we had sex and now his girlfriend's in the front row at my show. Yeah. It's like, that's what I want to happen. Yeah. But it's just kind of crazy to see. (laughs) It's crazy when you um, date someone and have certain experiences with them and then you see them with someone else. It's like, Uh. of course, of course that thing is that thing inside you of like, I'm a little salty towards that person for really no reason when you examine it, but also it's like I wonder if they're dealing with the same stuff. Or if it just, or if, it just, or, if or if I just wasn't it. Or if I just wasn't it, or if um they're just better at dealing with certain things that mm. I am, or maybe they're just it's just it's very weird to see a uh, uh, someone that you had sex with or um dated or were serious with or not very just deal or, or really make it work with someone else. It's and, fascinating. And that is the premise of the song Cool by Gwen Stefani. I'm not uh, cool. A classic. Well, classic. Speaking yeah. of female icons in the 90s. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, I mean beyond. 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 Now, how do we feel before we go into I Don't Think So Honey, how do we feel about Gwen right now? Well, I think she's in like 
a weird sunken place. I think place. she's in developmental hell. Yeah. She's in developmental hell right now. <laughs> yeah. They're figuring it they're, out. Are, they're trying to get yeah. the reboot done. They're trying and to the get good, ugh, and the, it's You know, not the working. thing is, they do have the money. The money is not the issue, but, <laughs> but they're creatively trying to figure out Gwen Stefani. Damn. 50 yeah. years old, looking amazing, but Truly. what's she doing? I don't know. We don't know. It's not for me to say. You know who just turned 52? Who looks J-Lo. unbelievable? Jayla. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. I mean, no, no, no. Julia Roberts. Oh, Julia. My God. Julia Roberts. It's like, for me, <sighs> like, one of the speaking of the, the all time greats, the, all-time one greats. of the all time greats. That mouth, that width on that mouth. And <laughs> I just want to say publicly on the record, I support Gwyneth Paltrow. Just want to say that I support oh, Gwyneth Paltrow yes. too. I think she's amazing. I think that you, what you can never forget about Gwyneth Paltrow is that she's incredibly talented, incredible, and talented. Um, never forget and that. you'll you'll see that in the politician too as well. You, she can turn some scenes in that. Uh, um, and she works with the wigs that she is given. Yep. And she does the best that she can. Absolutely. It's and she, that's what's on her head, and in her eyes is what yes. matters. That's what matters. And also, TBH. TBH. That is an Oscar that is well deserved. And a lot of people say, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. A lot of people say that Kate uh, Blanchett should have won for playing Queen Elizabeth, but she's got two. She's got two. And at the time, you, I'm sorry, but Gwyneth was Gwyneth, and that last scene where they say goodbye to each other is is truly romance movie yeah. canon. So thank you, Harvey Weinstein. Right for... me well. <laughs> oh, shit. And it's that's really the thesis of this episode. Yeah, so the, thank the, you. Thesis, <laughs> title of app. Thank, thank you, you Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, and uh, I, I, we've never more aptly moved into I Don't Think yes, So, Honey. Well, get us out of here. Um, so basically, um, if you don't know anything about this show, Las Culturistas, or its segment, I Don't Think So, Honey, I Don't Think So, Honey is a segment where we take one minute to absolutely go off on something in culture that is plugging us, bothering us, biting our asses, nipping us in the heels, and we don't mm-hmm, like it, and we mm-hmm. need to be dressed down publicly. Um, I do have something. Great. I do have something. Okay. Um, yeah. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. The Scooby-Doo movie that they're making. Yeah. Um, it has <laughs> Gina Rodriguez as Velma, which I do not stand at all. Edward, I can't find my glasses. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't. I do think so, honey, what you just said. I don't think so, honey. Scooby-Doo the movie. It has Zac Efron animated as the hot one, which, like, very first thought, y'all. Um, I don't think we necessarily need Scooby-Doo the movie. I feel like let's get I Love Lucy back on screen before, seconds, we have, yes. before we have Scooby-Doo the movie. Also, they did a Scooby-Doo reboot with Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prinze Jr., mm. which is can't be erased. We have to see that. Linda Cardellini. Also, Linda, Linda Cardellini. Cardellini is the iconic Velma of our time. If it's not going to be an animated Velma, it should be Linda Cardellini. Seconds. I don't think so, honey. Otherwise. Also, never forget Alicia Silverstone in a small role. Also, <laughs> I don't think so, honey. Um, Scooby-Doo, Will Forte is playing Shaggy, Five which I kind of like. Um, I like Scooby-Doo as a cartoon. I don't think so, honey, this new movie. And that's one minute. Thank you so much. That's absolutely correct. I just don't think so, honey. Who's playing Um, who's playing Daphne again? Um, Daphne is... Uh, oh, God. Hold Some, on. But truly, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie... Uh, SMG and Freddie Prince... I want I'm finding out one right of the now. hottest couples for all time, and yeah, I mean they were they they nailed it the first. Oh my two god! Times. I, I I just googled Scooby Doo movie and it said Scooby Doo in film. <laughs> um, Scooby Doo in wait, film. Wait, hold on. Let me. I, isn't I the movie tell you isn't the Daphne. movie called Scoob or something? It's called Scoob, which I really don't <laughs> like. Um, and, Where did they focus group that? Okay, so <laughs> wait, uh, wait. Also, I know I know that Daphne was announced. 
she was. Yeah. Well, now this movie is like. Wait. Yeah. I mean, why am I blinking on who Daphne is? We're, we're so, so we have to get to the bottom of this. But also, while you're searching for this, I was just I was gonna bring this up earlier. They should do some Lucille Ball biopic. Did they do that already? No. And you know oh, who should play gotta. her? I I know who should. Now I forget who it is, but I've always had in Amanda Seyfried is playing Daphne. Oh, that's oh right, so that's right. Random. Who cares? Who should play her? I don't remember now who I've always been thinking should play her, but I'm. I feel like they announced one and then it never happened. Right? Maybe like Kate Blanchett was supposed to play. Oh her. wait, wait, who, who? Oh, Lucille. Lucille Ball. Oh, Lucille maybe, Ball. I, maybe I made incredible. that up. Maybe, I, maybe that was a dream I had. <laughs> I don't actually know, but oh I, my god, Sophie Turner. <laughs> Sophie Turner, Turner as, Lucille, as Lucille Ball. As Lucille Ball in Lucille. <laughs> the thing is, I don't mean to laugh because I do like she's Sophie very, Turner. And the thing is, she is kind of funny. I do think she's that very sometimes funny. in interviews, I, I'm kind of down for her. And she, I, I, Huli and I went to go see Dark Phoenix. We were like, this is going to suck. And she kind of sold it and made it work. I mean, it wasn't I, a great movie, but I, we were entertained. I watched <laughs> someone watch it on a plane. And I was like, this movie looks I've done that. Psycho. I did that with the Charlize <laughs> Theron, Seth Rogen movie. I watched someone watch it. Oh, so I actually watched I that, that movie, movie and I liked it a lot and turned to my left and everyone I was with fucking hated it. Oh, because, no. but Seth Rogen does come on his own face. You see that in the film. And that he is, comes on his own face, which is like, LOL. Uh, do we need that? Yeah. And, but, but like, I think that, <laughs> and it's a plot device. It's a plot device. It's, it's, a, it's a huge Why? Does he get his face point. pregnant? He like, he's, it, is recorded like, like he like, jer- he like records himself jerking off and so then like that's black, that becomes like a big point of blackmail. Oh, Shelly's there on the secretary of state and she's running for president. Sure. And, um, so, so they start dating and everyone's like, ew, she's dating this like kind of gross guy. Or no, 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 they don't know that. Oh no, they do find that blogger? out. He's a yeah. blogger. Yeah. And then he's like a gawker, like journalist. Yeah, and so like he gets the video of him coming on his own face, like is gonna get released, and they're like, "Fine, release it, whatever." And then she bravely is like, "I'm dating him anyway." And then she becomes president, and he becomes the first gentleman. And despite coming on his face publicly, and I liked the movie. I thought it was very broad and she, stupid. She was great, and I and I, he was great. I, I love Charlize. We love Charlize. Um, okay, here we go. This is your. This This is is Bowen Yang's. I don't think so, honey. And let me tell you something about his time. It starts now. I don't think so, honey. Places should sell stew. There should be more (laughs) places that sell beef stew because it's my favorite food in the world, especially. Especially this your time dumb of hole. year, I want stew every day. I want chuck roast, stew down oh, no. to a nice velvety texture. I want carrots, peas, celery, potatoes. Bitch, leave the skin on, skin off. I don't care. Seconds. I want a soupy. No, not soup. I want stew <laughs> with a tomato and red wine base. And you can't tell me nothing. You gotta sell it. The only place I know that sells stew, beef stew in New York City year round is the Essen on Varick and uh, I want to say spring. Uh, spring. Yes, thank you, Mary Beth. We worked around around that area, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and bitch, if you are not brave enough to sell stew at a restaurant, then you have- Five a, seconds. You are a coward and I will call Michelin myself and have them take away your damn stars. And that's one minute. <laughs> That was iconically <laughs> you because you. There's no one who will shit out that stew faster. I've with never. It was more of a liquid consistency. The hail you're willing to die on. More stew. <laughs> more stew. I love that. Can you tell take. we've done nearly 170 of these that we might be running out of things to say? Because I don't think so, honey. People should sell more stew. More stew. <laughs> 
is uh, on this that's, day. Honey, that's culture. Yeah, that's actually culture. Actually, it's filed under culture. It's filed under culture. Ooh, we got a little bit of a we got a little bit of a preview of Mary Beth's. I don't think so, honey. And I think this is going to be a iconic, b controversial. I just want to say um, that Siri just picked up me saying because you there's no one who is shit out. That's the war in it was more of a liquid consistency. Wait, and Siri has responded, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, I wanted to. Take wait, a oh, shit, oh no. Shit. It's gone now. It's Damn. okay. It's okay. Idiot. I'm All so right. stupid and foolish. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, hey, this is going to be, this is going to be controversial. Controversial. Okay. We, ha- we, have, we have a little bit of a controversial, I don't think so, honey, happening. But I think we are all going to be on board by the end. I this really do. So. This Let's is see. Mary Beth Barone's I Don't Think So, Honey. Our time starts now. I Don't Think So, Honey, RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> a beloved franchise, a cinematic universe for the ages. Yes. Take a break, honey. <gasps> Evie Oddly is America's Next Drag Superstar. I Don't Think So, Honey. Two so, winners honey. for RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Mm, I Don't Think So, no. Honey. This is not T-Ball. This is not Little League, okay? We don't give participation trophies. You're having these girls on, these Instagram drag queens who've never performed a day in their lives never read a day in their lives oh. I come for the reading challenge okay when the library yes. is open I want tea I'm not getting it 30 seconds. I'm not getting it from these girls you want to go to the UK and start the show there how about we fix what's wrong at home before we invade other countries what are we the US government honey oh. how about we get a few good seasons in before you hand things over to Todrick Hall wow. I don't think so honey oh I'm really God. into voguing right now I love when you did that kablam earlier I don't think so honey RuPaul's Drag Race let's, let's Let's, let's find the plot. I think we've lost the plot. Five seconds. I don't think so, honey. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, I love you so much. You're an icon. We stand forever, but you need to get it together. And wow. that's one minute. Wow. Out the of rumors pure are true. I think we're going to have a lot of really good queens on season 12. And if the rumors are true about All Stars, Five. Five that will be outstanding as well because there's some really good I queens get... that will be returning. Juju B. Uh, oh, this is the rumor. You're kidding. This is the rumor. Oh rumor. my god. Rumors that Juju B. Is yeah, on. yeah, and that will be the uh, okay, the children I'm giddy. have I'm forgotten giddy. and will be taught moment because Juju B is Deserves one of the funniest, one of the all time. Made the reading challenge good, the Absolutely. first reading challenge, and she was the she was the best one, and it's the reason why it's it's, it's like a mainstay. Best damn reader, best damn lip syncer. Yep, always looked fish. Always looked fish. And then hers, her and Raven lip syncing, uh, dancing on my own, iconic. iconic, in tears, holding each other. Never forget Black Velvet. Black Velvet. Black Velvet, if you please. If you it's please. actually rule of culture number 14. <laughs> Black Velvet, Velvet, if you please. please. It's approximately the thousandth rule number 14 of culture. <laughs> um, yeah, but I heard Jujubee. I heard um, Shay. I, I, these are rumors. rumors. I heard Shay. I heard Miss Cracker. Yes. And I, I, am a, I have Justice for Miss Cracker. Justice for Miss Cracker. That's all Justice I have to say. for Miss Cracker. Look out for Miss Cracker yes. when she's not like up in her head. You know what I mean? Like, because that that was like a disappointing narrative of that season was Miss Cracker's in her head, Miss Cracker's in her head. And I think what happens when you say to someone who might be a little in their head, you're, you're in, in your, your head. head. <laughs> that is a recipe for disaster. Inner saboteur. I talk about this with straight people all the time. Yes. Yep. Straight guys, they don't know about it. Yeah. No. And it's so important. No, the inner saboteur. You have to be so thankful to Rue too for giving these things a name. Yes. You know what I mean? The inner saboteur, um, if you can't love yourself. Also, oh, man behind the curtain. You're, you're born naked and the rest is yeah. dry. Yeah. Change Yes. My co- changed my comedy. Yes, yes, yes. Changed my life. Man, behi- man behind the curtain. Never forget it. Yeah. The, the Wizard it. of Oz being what it is. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Being no. like applicable to anything. No, I mean, I think, you know, what happened is um, 
I think a lot of people are critical of Rue now, and for valid reasons. If if you're critical of Rue, this is not a read on you. I'm just saying you also have to understand and respect. You this ha- is you, the, ha- you cannot. This is help one of the most respect. important yes. people in the culture. Yes, who has seen it all, has seen everything. Yeah, and anything you say about him, like you know, he's not thought of before. You know what I mean? Or yeah. he hasn't thought of before. Like it's it's like that thing of like when people come for celebrities like mm-hmm. they're stupid yeah. it's like these people aren't stupid RuPaul is actually a genius, genius. Yeah. and an innovator and like a, truly a pioneer of television mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the so many things that we have now are are due and yes. indebted to Ru yeah. Yeah, staying true and also think about just think about the fact that he thought of lip sync for your life I mean for a final challenge in a drag queen competition lip sync for your life is fucking Genius, indispensable. Also, the writing on that show when they're doing the the runway uh-huh. is some of the funniest <laughs> writing so on yeah. TV because you don't really have laugh out loud yeah. writing on TV all all just no. on any show. Not you know right. what I mean? That the quips that they come out with, and I don't care if they tape it after, do yeah. pickups, whatever. They do it, I believe they oh do it twice. Oh my god, yeah. it is some of the funniest shit you'll hear on TV. And if yeah. you watch it in a bar, God bless you. God your, <laughs> your earbuds are gonna fucking ring. Oh, there's nothing like it. There's nothing. Like, and I would say for everyone out there that's that's your watching the show. Which is obviously everyone. Um, try to avoid the spoilers <laughs> yeah, because the yeah, spoilers yeah. are so rampant on YouTube and on Reddit. Obviously, yeah, just yeah, yeah. avoid the spoilers because after we, we just spoiled All Stars Five. Well, right. no, we're not spoiling yeah, we, we it. We're saying it. rumors. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's, and I, I said rumors several okay, times. Okay, so okay. if people want to come for unsubstantiated. you, unsubstantiated, unsubstantiated, unsubstantiated rumors. But I would say try to avoid um, the elimination spoilers, like all that stuff. Like because I mean. The moment of watching Sasha Velour do that. Oh my god! Wait, when Ben de la Creme sent herself home. Oh, oh wow! That that I think about daily. Yeah. Every I'm going home. I'm going home every day. I think about it. Oh. Every, well, every day. That, that's an icon. I mean, and here's the thing, Ben de la Creme. When she, when when you heard that she was going to be on All Stars, I was like, kind of like, yeah, that that makes sense. And then when she came back and was. So, uh, you know what I thought about Ben de la Creme? I thought, well, Ben de la Creme was already polished and amazing. That wasn't ever right. her problem. So how will it eleva- elevate? And it was elevated. It was elevated. And it's smart. She was the best. Like Her stats are the strongest, stronger than Alaska, stronger than any other queen on that show. And then for her to say, well, I'm taking myself out, what she did in that moment was she did win the show because she made herself yes. iconic. iconic. Mm. Wow. Wow. She was just on um and hey Rue Queen. was flummoxed. She was just on Hey Queen. Oh yeah. Um and she talks with with Johnny and she she talks about that moment and truly she's like she's so articulate and like and thoughtful about like the process of coming to that decision. And yeah. I think I believe at this point that it was not produced that she really did. It, I absolutely do not think it was and produced. I choose to believe that and yeah. I think it's okay to choose to believe things yeah. like that sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes. It's okay. It's That's okay. my choice is yes. to believe that. That's my choice too. I I do not believe that it was produced. I think I think she she did that on her own because you can kind of see in yeah. the reactions of everyone like you can kind of tell when when the judges are actually caught off guard by something and like, I, I really do, yeah. do believe that Rue in that moment was kind of processing how to produce herself. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why she didn't give mm. a strong mm-hmm. reaction in that moment yep. because she was like, I don't know how to take this. Right. Um, right. And so yeah, I love it. Ben. And icon. that's good TV. Oh, it's, icon. and, and it, it's Amazing the most, TV. one of the most drag things that has happened on the show. Yeah. For her yeah. to say, this is the expectation. I'm going to subvert the expectation yes. completely. Yes. Wow. Queer drag. We love, we love, and we stand yeah. Bendel Lacram. We stand Bendel Lacram. We stand Mary Beth Barone. Oh yes. God, oh stop. my God. What a good episode. This is an incredible episode. I have to, Emma. 
HP, HP, HP is nodding. Yes, can oh. confirm. Thank God. Um, you have to come back. You have I, to. This has been one of the highlights of my life. My Stop. career is a, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> Sitting between you two and just get Gabin, yeah. honey, Ooh, I could do it for days. We love it. It's we love a, it. If you ever get the opportunity, the privilege of being on this show, congratulations to you. <laughs> this has just been nothing, start to finish a joy. I've we had so much this. fun. And you got to go see Drag His Ass. And when are you going to come out and do it in LA? Uh, probably in January. January. Yes, I'll be cool. out hopefully at Dynasty again, and we'll Good. we'll make we'll get it popping. Great, amazing. I'm I'm there. Yes, and also um Houston, Houston, uh, December thirteenth, the comedy hub, the thirteenth and fourteenth. You gotta go. You gotta, gotta go. go. Um, gotta and go. we we give we blow kisses to um everyone in Houston that we came to the I don't think so, honey, with Bowen and Catherine. Yes, yes. yes. I'm sorry I wasn't there. Um, we do end every episode with a song. RuPaul's Drag Race Start your engines RuPaul's Drag Race May the best woman win win, win. Forever Dog This has been a Forever Dog production Executive produced by Brett Boehm Joe Cilio and Alex Ramsey For more original podcasts please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.